Welcome back to the fifth podcast of the Dogbone Podcast. Uh, I am, <laughs> that was such a radio That's a good intro. one. The fifth uh, podcast of the Dogbone Podcast. <laughs> uh, we are back and we've got uh, a new topic to talk about. Um, want to thank you for listening. Uh, this one is a little bit different, a little bit uh, different structure than what we're used to. We've been going off of questions. Um from Facebook and our other social platforms. This time we're going to do a little bit different and and it's based off of I I guess comments, not yeah, necessarily comments, questions, questions, but so this is it's a not multitude a sp- of them yeah, brought together a, into one. It's not a specific question that was brought up, but it's probably it's a general topic that um I like, I enjoy, I like talking about. I like doing it myself. So um but it's about heel work, and it's been one that's come up quite often more recently. Um, and the reason why we picked this topic um, for this episode, or whatever you want to call it, is uh, a post that I did on mm-hmm. social media, and the the uh, we posted it on Facebook and Instagram. And it's regard it's actually um, something that I really like. It's a tool that I really. Um, I'm glad we have. It is based off of a video that was filmed at a dog bone workshop last spring. And we've got two dog bone workshops coming up this spring. We've got one in the end of April and one in mid-May. Um, foundation workshops. And this was from a foundation workshop. It's from the one we did last year in Buffalo County. And it also is going to be incorporated in these. What was really nice was we, we recorded... Um, videoed the workshops and they have proven to be really nice tools um, just for good content pieces but they also have acted as supplementary footage support footage uh, for the videos the training videos that we recently filmed Um, the shed dvd has been released and one of the things that i really like about the shed dvd and i've gotten feedback from that i think is one of the more positive things we've heard is just how valuable that support footage is uh, from the workshop behind each chapter that we did for the Shed Training DVD. And now we are officially sold out of Obedience DVDs, our our foundation DVD, the, the old puppy training DVD that we had no longer. So if you have one at home, keep it for the museum because that you will not find them anymore. Um, not to worry, we have refilmed them. And we actually took what that video was, was about two and a half hours of information. Uh, heel was one of the things that we covered in it really, really, what I felt really thoroughly. Uh, the total video was two and a half hours. That was the old one. And now the new ones have been broken into two videos because they're too big for one because I had the free reigns of the content. So there's a lot of stuff there. And we essentially took what used to be puppy training, building a solid foundation, and we turned it into two pieces. One of them is puppy training, and that's specific. Uh, it's an hour long, and it's just completely puppy stuff, like bring your dog home the first you know, first month. What are we doing? Then we've got the foundation DVD, which used to be the two combined were two and a half hours. Now the foundation DVD alone is three hours, over three hours. So that's where we talk about a lot of heel work. Um, but anyway, this video that we put out was merely us 
in the setting of the workshop, having this conversation as a small group, and we were talking about heal a little bit. That video is in a minute, and yeah. and it sparked a lot of messages and questions and. Yeah, I think the nice thing about the workshops is it gives everybody a little bit of a behind the scenes into Jeremy. And that was really your personal. Yeah. <laughs> really personal. I mean, we all sit around and we talk and we have lunch and everything. And this was one of those conversations where it wasn't meant to be necessarily part of the workshop. I'm sure the topic was brought up, but it wasn't necessarily yeah. the why. So this was a little clip that was caught on film of you having that light bulb moment when you were back as a young beardless trainer first starting with your dogs and and you really wanted to do everything in the field and I think that's kind of how we talked for this podcast it's not a specific question but it goes back to ones that we get all the time because you'll see people that get their dogs they want to go in the field and they want to hunt right away and and that was you at one point and that was where you had the light bulb moment at the workshop where you told everybody when that flip kind of switched in your mind of how you need to work with and start with these dogs and the big focus was heel work which is so boring right (laughs) to so many people but yeah they don't necessarily i mean we've even talked to people where you say does your dog heal and they say what's that right and don't even necessarily know what it was so i think it's important for us to touch on or for you to touch on the how and the why that we focus on that so much i can talk about heel for a long long time because um i just think it's so important in training in the big picture of training I also think, and you bring up good points on that video that we're talking about that was filmed at that workshop, because I didn't even realize it. I thought when I started listening to it, there's really two takeaways from that minute and 20 seconds. One of them is the value and importance of heel. That is what my initial was, because that's what I start out talking about. The second part about that takeaway from that short video is the idea that Probably the, the the next step of it was I used to focus on end results more than I did on how to get to end results. And that's a general statement in training. Like, And in that video, I specifically talked about hunt. Like, I was always looking to get a good hunting dog. So all I thought about was hunting. That's all I thought about doing with them was the hunting part of it. And so I focused my efforts on the end Instead of realizing in order to get to the end, I had to start in the beginning. The beginning was nothing like the end. So I've got a million different, over the years, a million different analogies of that, whether it's a basketball team playing basketball and playing tournaments and games. You can't do tournaments and games until you know how to dribble and pass and shoot. And in order to do all that stuff, you don't even need a hoop like that doesn't look like basketball, the beginning. The drills that you do, you could do them in a cafeteria. My old coach had us dribble around chairs in a cafeteria. If you were to tell someone that this is how we're going to compete in a tournament, a basketball tournament, there could be arguments made that this is nothing like basketball. You're dribbling chairs around in a cafeteria. You're dribbling around chairs. But in order to do that, you connect that to another skill, and then you connect that to another skill, and that to another skill, and eventually you're you're scrimmaging three on three, and from that you're going to five on five, and from that you're going half court, full court, ter- uh, uh, actual scrimmage, a game. Uh, eventually, you get to a tournament. Well, same is true with training a dog, I think, and heel work. 
is as important to the hunt as dribbling is important in relation to playing in a basketball tournament. So I think heel is just a real, real elementary basic skill that is necessary. And so that was one of the things that we were talking about. So I wanted to, we were going to talk today a little bit about heel, why I think it's so important. And the reason that part of that video I thought was interesting was I literally, uh, when I first got my first dogs with my family, and we didn't, we weren't, my family had family dogs. We hunted them a little bit, but they were completely family dogs, Un- relatively untrained family dogs. All is all I had growing up, and so when it came, to, like we didn't take dogs for walks on leashes. Like we just didn't. We we never had a situation that. And if we tried, the dog would drag us down the road, and that would be it. We wouldn't take a dog for a walk on a leash because why would we? Well, I didn't realize that I needed that. I mean, they just, I didn't, that, to me, that wasn't what training a dog or having a dog was about. So, and I remember it vividly. Like one time we took a dog camping with us and my dad, it took my dad everything he had to hold on to the end of that dog's <laughs> leash because that dog had never been walking around in a campground before. And it was like on all four feet, just completely pulling as hard as it possibly could. That was the last time we took the dog camping. I was gonna say that's not fun for anybody. Why, why would why would we expo, Why would we put ourselves in that position, right? So, but I but heel work. So I kind of had this sense in my mind of heel. Why would I? Why would I need to do that? I don't need to do that. And the problem, the re- part of the reason why I think I said that was and felt that way is because I didn't know the first thing about teaching a dog to do it. I had no idea how to. So instead of, and you got to remember, I'm a kid at this time. And instead of like, oh, I wonder how I can teach this dog to do this. Instead, I'm going, there's no reason for me to have that. Why would I need to do that? Well, it's because I didn't know how to. And so what I have realized is the value and the importance of it, heal, is huge. And so how to get there isn't that hard. And that's the other thing. So, I when when it, so why is heel work so important? Well, one of the things I think is super important about it is the idea that we really try to eventually. I want to handle dogs at distances. I want dogs to be out um, working out with within range, but at a distance. And I want to be able to, um, from a hunting perspective, have them not blow up fields full of birds. I don't want them running out, out of gun range and flushing. I don't want them running off under, you know, not under control and chasing things. I don't want them to chase. That's in the field. Now let's just, let's say, well, let's say we're not even hunters. Why is this applicable to anyone who's just a dog owner? Well, I took, I went live last year and I was walking down our road live and all of a sudden, I've got dogs at a distance, and and all of a sudden, there's cars coming in both directions, and there's no way I'm going to get this dog back to me. And so, uh, uh, Taylor was out like hundreds of yards, like 200 yards, and all of a sudden, there's cars coming down the road, and I'm thinking, there's no way she's. If I call her back to me, she's going to run back to me right in the road. Car's going to hit her. So, I stopped her at a whistle. 
And she sat there and waited on the side of the road. I handled her a little bit. I gave her a little bit of a right cast. She went into the ditch, and I stopped her. And she sat there, and the car drove by, and I don't think the car even knew she was there. But that is pretty good control. Like, that's that's control at a pretty good distance, you know, a couple hundred yards. I would never be able to handle, and I want that. I would never be able to handle a dog at a distance if I couldn't handle them one foot next to me. Like, I have to have control right next to me first in order to start extending that control to greater distances. So how do I get that? Well, heel work is how I do it. I, I get dogs I get dogs in heel position, like, and if you've watched any of our stuff, you realize how picky I am. I literally want to control every foot, like every step. I want their feet moving in the right spots. I want them moving in the right direction. I want them to do things that they're not super comfortable doing. And in order for them to be able to do it, they're going to have to do it right next to me to start out with before I can ask them to do it at a distance. So that's where heel is just so important. And then once you have heel, you can take them anywhere. I can take them anywhere, any place, on lead, off lead. Eventually, I, I want to get them all off lead. But as we can start to get this control, I don't have to think twice about the dog. Like, I got dog Ellie right now that is really nice on, on in heel position. Um, if anybody watched earlier this year, we rabbit hunted with her. And she acted as a retriever and didn't run rabbits. But I had beagles running rabbits, and she just made retrieves. I had her in heel position for three hours straight, and I never had a lead. I didn't have a leash. I didn't have a collar. I didn't have anything like that. Just put her in heel position and walked around our property for three straight hours, watched rabbits run by, shot them, sent her on retrieves. She comes back, and I never had to think twice about where she was. And that's a really nice, comfortable feeling of knowing where your dog is all the time, knowing you're not, they're not in the way of trouble, knowing that they're not getting into trouble, knowing they're not. So, but it, all of that comes back to heel work. And so I think today we're just going to talk about some of the basic stuff with heel because I don't think you can, in a 35-minute show that I'm 15 minutes into right now, <laughs> I won't be able to describe and explain it all. Now, that's where the DV, that's where the videos come in. Like, I would say of the foundation video that we just it's not even released yet it'll probably be pre-order available probably in a couple weeks but that video right now i would say 35 maybe 35 percent of it so it's three hours so it's over i bet you an over an hour of that video is completely dedicated to the idea he work it's probably more than that now that i think about it it's so much that you know, we we just came out with a new product. It's a product that I've, it's a hybrid of a bunch of products that I've used over the years and just couldn't find the right fit. I couldn't find the right, It was they weren't the right lengths, they didn't do the right things, they weren't the right materials, but they were tools that I needed in order to effectively work a dog in heel position. Collar, the lead, really pretty simple stuff. But I just couldn't find the right stuff that would make it work the way I wanted it to work. So what do we do? Well, we just figured it out and we created our own. So this adjustable leader is what we call it. But the adjustable leader is super simple. Like 
It's, it's ridiculously simple. But as simple as it is, it's effective equally or maybe more effective. And so it just fits the stuff that we're doing as far as our needs from a material standpoint. And then it allows me to use it as a tool to get dogs to react really quickly and sharply and crisply. And really what it comes down to is, is just getting the dogs to understand what we want them to do when we want them to do it and how we want them to do it. And this is something that's helped us do that as well. I really put a lot of value in the idea of you can have the right tools, but if you don't know how to use the right tools, it doesn't do you any good. So we feel that strongly about everything that we're doing. Any of our products that we sell, I would say to for the most part, with the exception of maybe a few, like a collapsible bowl. I don't think we have any <laughs> videos out on that. But like the majority of the stuff that we sell, our company is based on its training tools. I think the tools are really important. I think knowing how to use them is more important. And so just about everything we've ever done, we support or we try to support with content and instruction. And so the adjustable leader actually is going to have its own video included with it um, that is instructional. And it's 25 minutes. It's specifically on using that leash and collar combination to effectively teach dogs to heal. So... Tools are important. How to use them are important. But I think what we really, what I was, what we're going to talk about just the. Yeah. I was going to otherwise say, can you, I'm just thinking about listeners and if there's somebody that has never had a dog before and we're still talking about heel work, can you explain yeah. what it is? So, <laughs> so it's putting a dog in position, the right position to be able to do anything from. So physically, what is it? For me, it's on my left hand side. I want the dog to be walking with me. So healing a dog is simply taking him for a walk in position. And, and everyone's got their own little personal preferences of where they like them. I, my ideal for me is dog's going to be on my left-hand side. Dog's going to have their right shoulder be about equal with my left leg. So like they're, from their shoulder forward, maybe like even with my knee or slightly just their head would be just in front of my knee now i don't like now this is where it gets a little bit tricky if a dog is a half step forward i don't like it i think it's a big problem a half step half step forward that's not very much but the problem is is they're out of position and so when i start making moves when i move i want the dog to be moving with me and so if i start moving and i decide i want to turn to the left and the dog is a half step in front of me, that means my left leg is maybe equal with their ribs. And now when I turn into them to the left, I'm going to trip on them. They're in my way. So I would rather have a dog be a half step back, which would put their head at my knee, their shoulder slightly behind my knee. Now if I turn to the left, they have time to adjust and get out of my way. If I turn to the right, they just have to speed up, kind of like they're on the outside track of a, of a race, you know, outside, tra uh, what would you call it, lane of a track, mm -hmm. and they got to catch up. So they just got to go a little bit faster. So, but what I want is, is I want these dogs in that position because from that position, I'm going to be able to get them to do whatever I need them to do. Whether I need them to sit and be in their spot, it's simply sit and be in your spot you're right there to my left boom your butt goes to the ground and i move on and you're there if it's lining out to send them for a retrieve it's 
my right hand over the top of their nose and sending them, just lining them up. If it's um, reverse heel, if I'm getting into some reverse heel stuff, which is a drill that I like to do to get dogs to recall, I have to have a dog in heel position in order to reverse heel them. So in order to do, like if you're gonna, if you wanna go for a bike ride with your dog, dog's gotta be on the left-hand side, it, it allows for you to not run into the risk of running into them and them getting all over the place. So it's like, I call it like home roll. Like if you're typing, here the Ellie. Go back to we, the fourth we, podcast we, we where we talk about whining. Podcast and Elsa was brought up. Well, she's, she's there. She's here. Uh, so I call it home roll. That's like keyboarding class. So like you're, you put your hands in that. Like when if you type a lot, and you're on your computer, your fingers just, they kind of just find their way to that spot. They just find their way to that spot. And when you're in those spots, home row, you know where you can go. You can go anywhere from there to type. Like you know where the, you just, you get that feel. Dogs in heel position for me, that's home row. So they're comfortable there. I'm comfortable there. They know what to expect from me and I know what to expect from them. But Everything starts right there. And then I get really good there. Like I get good at setting pace. My pace sets, I set the tempo. Uh, my dogs f f follow me. They lead. I lead, they follow. So I can speed up and they, they, they hook in with me. They, they connect with me in that heel position. It's where I build a ton of trust. Like, I get to really get, I, I literally get this feel with the dogs. Like, close my eyes. I did this, I did this years ago with a dog that I trained, actually, uh, for Randy Birdsong. The dog's name was Timber. And I got to this point where this dog, I could, I could walk forward and she would move with me. Like, and you see a lot of canine. Like, I get off subject, but heel work, if you want to see really good heel work, it's super impressive. I love watching it. Is these canine trainers, military, police. Watch these dogs like execute these maneuvers and these like drills that these guys do, SWAT teams and all this stuff. These dogs are always in the same spot. They'll teach these dogs to be in perfect heel position. And when they move forward, the dog moves forward. When they move back, the dog moves back. Like everything is, it's like two people dancing together. When they've danced together for a long time, they just, one moves, the other one moves. And they just, they know it. They feel it. They do. It's just, it's really, they're synced together. That's what I'm looking for when I'm working my dog in heel. Because if I can get that, then when we start putting some distance in between us, which is inevitable, it's going to happen. You're going to get in the field. You're going to put distance between you. You're going to be in a situation where the dog is out at a distance and you need to get him back to you. If you can't connect with the dog at one foot, you won't be able to connect with the dog at 10 feet or 100 feet or 1,000 feet. So before we can think about 1,000 feet and having control of our dog, which is real doable, you have to have one foot first. And you have to be totally in sync with them. You have to have such good feel and connection and trust with them. That all comes from heel work. So the foundation of everything we do. Now, that, that, that's 
big, you know, deep talking. Oh my gosh, feel and trust connection. All this fundamental stuff matters too. I can't get my dog to sit, like sit. Mechanics teach a dog to sit. You can't do it if they're not in a spot where you can get them to sit. Heel work is where they can do that. Stay. I can't get a dog to stay if I can't get a dog to heal. Trailing, retrieving. One of the things I talk about going to right away to get away from the idea of throwing bumpers for dogs all the time is trailing memories and memory retrieves. I can't do a memory with a dog if I can't get a dog to heal. In order to do all that stuff, I have to have it start out with heel work. So heel work is just such a huge, huge part of this. Um, I think I would I would urge you to watch that short little video. I mean, I... You, you could get what you just listened to in 25 minutes in a minute, 20 seconds. But <laughs> so, it, it, it's, it's just a real, real important part. And the, the stuff, so I focus a lot on it. We spend a great amount of time at our workshops talking about it. It's not difficult. That's the nice part is it's not difficult. It does take an understanding of how to do it. It takes an understanding of if you just take the dog, you don't, my dad was amazed that I could take this golden retriever that he had and I could get that dog healing. It took about 30 minutes probably, but he watched me. He had a dog that just. We call her Zippy because she's just a little wild. (laughs) He can't take her for a walk. Like that dog's a puller. And so I told him, I said, let me see that thing. And so I put it, I put it, put this lead on it, and I started to work it in his yard, and I covered about maybe 50 yards, like total distance, in probably 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. But I made about a thousand turns, like I turned constantly, 180 degrees, 90 degrees, lefts and rights. I just, I just was constantly turning. I'd take two steps and then I'd turn. I'd take two steps and then I'd turn, and this dog had. to start out with had no idea and eventually it started paying attention to me because you don't teach a dog to heal by taking it for a walk and i think that was what my dad thought was well i'm gonna i want to teach it to heal because i want to take it for walks i think it's a lot nicer to take a dog that heals for a walk well it is so he thought in order to do it i'll work on it when i'm going for a walk the walk is the end game the walk is the hunt the walk is the basketball tournament. You don't get to the hunt by and do it well by just practicing hunting. You don't get to be a good basketball team by going to tournaments. You have to do the foundational stuff. You have to do the skill stuff. So I developed that in 15 minutes with his dog, covering very little actual ground, but I made a hell of a lot of turns. And I all of a sudden got this dog to start paying attention to me and started feeling me and started understanding that if it gets in position, things go a lot smoother and the dog feels a lot better about it. And so do I. And I'm able to praise it at the right moments and get it to understand when it's out of position, I can give it physical correction really sharp and crisp with the right tools on and off. And then I can turn the pressure off and I can turn the praise on and I can give it verbal. I can do all these things to get the dog to start to understand what it is I want. They'll do anything we want them to do as long as they understand what it is we want them to do. And most of the time when they don't do what we want them to do, it's because they don't know what we want them to do. And so heel work is no different.
So I have a loaded question, and we're going on 30 minutes here, so I'm not sure if I should ask this, because I know you get long-winded. Better hurry. But I'm picturing two listeners right now, one that has a brand new puppy, and they say, where do I start? And then the other one that's been listening this entire time, and they're the person at the beginning where they go for walks, and their dog is walking them down the sidewalk, and it's pulling. Where would you recommend those two dog owners start? So I think think there's a couple things. I think live with Spry on YouTube. I spent probably, I don't know. We've done 130 of them, I think. And that's like just that. on the Dog Bone Hunter YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Live with Spry. There's live a with Spry is a series that list. we did that is a dog that we trained. Now, it's one dog, so you're only going to see one dog. You're only going to see one dog's problems, one dog's things that it does well. I do think it's a nice little roadmap to see a general direction of what I did with her to this point and continue to do but i think you'll be overwhelmed with the idea of in live with spry i do oh god i don't know how many of them do we talk about heel working a lot of them because for the first 10 months of spry's life i spent a lot of time emphasizing getting heel work well done getting it done well so that's a really good resource now <clears throat> I would say on average, live with Spry session or whatever episode or whatever you want to call it, they were originally lives, uh, migrated to our YouTube channel is the easiest way to find them. There was actually like a whole separate folder there Mm -hmm. called live with Spry. So they're sorted out for you. All you do is click on it, you start with one, and you work your way through 130 or whatever we're up to now. (laughs) If you have a couple minutes. (laughs) Now here's the thing. Yeah, that's just it. It's going to take you days, literally, because each one probably averages over an hour, and there's 130 of them. So you got three weeks worth of listening to stuff. Now that's doable, and I recommend it. I think that's helped a lot of people. Our video, our foundation video, I would say is probably 35%, maybe more, focused on the drills that we do for heel work. Now the nice part about that is the new video, the new training video, foundation video is going to have supplementary footage from the workshops which i think is really valuable like i myself i get it because i I've, i did the chapters i know the content in the chapters i did them for someone who's never seen any of this stuff i think that would be really important to watch those chapters but i also think that watching it applied by other people with other dogs is equally important and so we were able to do that with this new video because we incorporated workshop footage as support. So I think that is maybe a Cliff Notes version or a condensed version of what Live with Spry really was. So that would be my other recommendation. And for the person that has a little puppy, don't worry about the heel work right now. You're going to have to worry about tying the pup out, which is in the in the puppy video. But you got to you first things first. You got to teach a dog to give depression to the neck because. The responsiveness of a dog during heel work, it responds to pressure that we put onto its neck. If the dog doesn't learn that lesson to begin with, it, you're really going to struggle when you put a lead on it and you're holding on to the other end and you can run some risks. I don't want to be on the other end of a leash for a puppy for the first time when it decides that this sucks and this hurts and this doesn't feel good on my neck and it's uncomfortable. I don't want to be on the other end. Because anything that a dog does for the first time, if I want it to be associated with something positive, 
it and I don't and this isn't going to be because this isn't going to be positive to start out with. They're not going to feel good, but they're going to learn really quickly. Don't pull it; it doesn't hurt. But if when they pull early on, because they're gonna instinctually, they're going to fight it. I don't want to be on the other end of it and have my pup looking at me and going, "You're a jerk. You make my neck hurt." No, I, I put I put a stake in the ground. I let the stake be the jerk. I don't want to be connected to that. So tying out that process is what I do with these young dogs first. Then once they learn to give to the pressure of the neck and they learn to turn the pressure off, then replace the stake with you. <clears throat> now you're you're already down the road of them giving to it right away. Now you just start figuring out how to explain to them, well, where exactly do you want them to be? And that's where those chapters are. I mean, a lot of drills that we do to do it. But Good. So I did it, and I did it under... Under 35 minutes. I was that was a record for you. That was fantastic. <laughs> I fought it. Trust me, I fought it hard. So, so heel work. I think um, not. It's a little bit different of a of a a topic as far as how we've done the the earlier podcast. But I think we're going to come across some of these things. Now, that was something that I've gotten a million questions on. It's just we didn't tackle one specifically, but. Um, so continue to, if, if you are, are liking these and, and enjoying these, continue to please send us, um, you know, send us questions. Send us things that, hey, I think this would be a good podcast topic is a really easy way for me to flag it and mark that and possibly get to it. So I appreciate you guys listening. We thank you again. This is our fifth one and we're going to keep moving on. We've got other ideas and other things that are going to come out of these podcasts too, but um appreciate all of your support please do us the favor of reviewing them or yeah you can subscribe go on there rate it comment comment uh, on it with your friends share it with someone that you think it will help um that means that means so much to us and it is huge for our ability to try to be able to help reach more people like that is the goal with all this the pot one of the things that i really liked was i read some of the people that have made some comments and They've been phenomenal, and I thank you for that. But I think one of the things that is really cool is people recognizing the idea of we've got a lot of different ways that we're putting out information. Our YouTube channel is one, our Facebook channel, our Instagram, Snapchat, now podcast. Like uh, all of them are ways to get information out there. They're all a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And so this is something that I've kind of gotten excited about. I'm liking them. Um, we're going to continue to do them. I've got ideas for extensions off of it, but I think for now we're just going to focus on trying to do the one. Um, but we're so recording it as a video right now to yeah, eventually do it, something so with that. But we've got stuff. We've got a bunch of different ways of doing things. But we thank you guys. If if you guys don't listen to them, it makes there's no reason for us to do them. So we appreciate you uh, supporting us that way, and and we will continue to do our best to try to get you the best information we can. So thank you for that, and we'll be back soon.